KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Welcome to the KPBS Summer Music Series. In this episode, we talk to the Grey Boy All-Stars, who put San Diego on the map with their funky brand of West Coast Boogaloo. Plus, Euphoria Brass Band share their funky West Coast second-line jazz and give us a special in-studio performance. That's next. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Welcome to the KPBS Summer Music Series, San Diego's own music discovery podcast that features encore presentations of our best in-studio performances and interviews, celebrating our diverse music scene and beyond. I'm your host, Kurt Koenig. In the early 90s, acid jazz pioneers, the Greyboy All-Stars, put San Diego on the map with their funky brand of West Coast Boogaloo. Since then... Their unique style has given rise to many new artists following in their footsteps. The Greyboy All-Stars spoke with KPBS's Alice in St. John about their first album in over seven years. But first, we hear the title track, Como de All-Stars. That was the Greyboy All-Stars with Como de All-Stars, the title track from their new album. The Greyboy All-Stars are Carl Denson on sax and flute and vocals too, I believe, Robert Walter on keys, Elgin Park guitar, Chris Stilwell bass, and Aaron Redfield on drums. And with us now, we have Carl, Robert, and Elgin. Thank you so much for joining us on Midday Edition. Hi. Thanks for having us. Hi. Hi there. So now the song we just heard, Comedy All Stars, is, is great. But unlike a lot of your songs, it has vocals. Tell us what the song's about. This is Elgin. And um, yeah, I wrote the lyrics and Carl sang it beautifully. And we sang it sort of as a group vocal. You know, we just wanted to make something that, that had sort of like a positive message, I think. Um, I think the overall feeling for the record was trying to create something positive that people could kind of have a good time too, but also it was our responsibility to contribute something that had some politically minded content appropriate for our times that we're living in and uh, not just kind of sit on the sidelines and just watch the thing go down in flames. So uh, just trying to, you know, let people know they have power to change their lives and get together and make a positive change. Find in yourself. Find in yourself. 
I think it, it really speaks to the uh, the idea of everybody getting out there and voting for one thing. We released it and I heard it the first time I thought this is a great get out and vote single. So that made yeah. me happy. So let's go back to your roots a little bit. What what has influenced the Grey Boy All-Star Sound? Uh, this is Carl. I met DJ Grey Boy back in 1992. He came to a show that I was doing in Orange County, California, and um, through a friend of mine, I met him through a friend, and he was doing his DJ thing and he wanted some live instruments. I think the coolest thing about it was when we met, we started talking about music and the word boogaloo came out of both of our mouths almost simultaneously. So that kind of sealed the deal for he and I. And then, you know, a year later, after we had done, we had done a couple of recordings together, I walked into a garage and Robert and Mike were there. Where were you guys at that point um, musically in terms of the whole soul jazz boogaloo thing? I was I was just getting turned on to it. So I, I loved like the meters and James Brown and and I had a Ramsey Lewis record and a Herbie Hancock record, but I didn't have those like prestige and blue Lou Donaldson, Rusty Bryant, you know, Boogaloo Joe Jones. All that stuff kind of came from Gray's DJ Gray Boys like mixtape you made for us. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh my God, what is this music and where's it been all my life? Because it did it had all the things I liked about funk music the tones and the, and the how it was felt physical, but it also had all this great improvisation. And, and I just thought that was such a cool combination. Yeah. So you sort of started in the, the, the classic sort of in the garage starting point. How, how do you, how do you describe your sound? I like the term West coast boogaloo, which is the name of our first record. And I really think that, you know, that identifies us to, to me, like what we really are, because we're like this, we, we used to always go out and, tour um, at the beginning of the band and you know the whole acid jazz thing was happening but we were really the only ones doing what we did and it was this this like um, purity of sticking to the to this kind of um, jazzier format where we didn't get we didn't really get lost into the like trying to be a dance band or trying to be a funk band or trying to be something else we were always kind of like let's be a jazz band that people dance to and and I really feel like that created the the term West Coast Boogaloo, and uh, and that's pretty much what we still are. But it is kind of Black American music genre that you've taken and molded into your own creative form. How, how do you how do you say that you sort of did that to 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 develop into your your own version of something that you all loved? To me, this is Robert. One of the things that happened is we. Uh, to, at least from where I'm at, I was starting as really trying to be faithful to that and really learn that the music. I heard those records and I was like, this is so cool. I want to kind of figure out how to do this. So at the beginning, it was a, to me, it was like a tribute to these things and maybe trying to shine some light on this music that was less popular. But by the act of doing it for so long and in so many shows and playing on the road, I feel like we've internalized that and now we, we can really speak that language in an authentic way that's not imitative, you know, but it, it took some time and like over the years, we've all gotten better at it, I think. Talk to me about the San Diego music scene back in the early 90s and how, how the Grey Boy All-Stars got started. 
if I'm not mistaken, DJ Grayboy already had um, Wednesday nights going at a place called the Green Circle Bar yeah. in downtown San Diego. But there wasn't really a scene for this particular kind of thing, except for Gray had this night on Wednesdays. And we started playing. He would play before us. We'd play a set. He'd play in between. We'd play a set, and then he'd play after. And it just kind of snowballed from there. We started playing, taking little trips out to San Francisco, and we went to Europe a couple of times. And and it kind of organically grew into a band. And, and at one point in San Diego, we literally could work seven nights a week playing this music. It was, it was, a, <laughs> that's right. It's amazing. A period that we actually just played around town in San Diego all the time. It was amazing. <laughs> That was Soul Dream from the Grey Boy All-Stars 1994 album, West Coast Boogaloo. So now, it's been seven years since your last album. Where did the idea of this new album come from, and what made you get the band back together again? <laughs> we, never, we never stopped playing together. That's, that's the, the beauty of this whole process. We were in Houston, and we had a gig that was supposed to be out, outdoors, and there was a rainstorm, so the the thing was canceled for rain. Um, and we had all been thinking it's time to write some new music. And luckily we were, you know, we had a night off all of a sudden. So we decided to rent a little studio and start writing music. And we wrote about half the album in that, that one night off. Um, you know, we could have just sat around the hotel, but we were like, might as well just play. And, um, and it came together really fast. And I think it, that's part of the charm of this album is that we did it so quickly and it, nothing's too over considered and it it just felt like we wanted some music to, that we could play live to freshen up the set list and that's kind of what we made we just made some music that we wanted to play well it's a good thing we've got your new album the gray boy all-stars new album como de all-stars which is out now carl denson robert walter and elgin park of the gray boy all-stars thanks so much for stopping by thanks for having us thank you thank you special in-studio performance by San Diego's own Euphoria Brass Band.
KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Welcome back to the KPBS Summer Music Series. If you've ever been to New Orleans, you've probably witnessed the brassy bayou sounds of bands marching down cobblestone streets to celebrate the life and homegoing of someone beloved. Well, today, instead of the cobblestone streets, we're bringing the New Orleans tradition to you from the studio of KPBS. After numerous consecutive nominations, they recently won San Diego Music Award for Best Jazz. Euphoria Brass Band sat down with Midday Edition's Jade Hindman to talk about second-line jazz and give us a special in-studio performance.
that was Euphoria Brass Band performing Rosarito Bus Stop. Euphoria Brass Band is J.P. Balma on the baritone and alto sax, Drew Miller on the bass drum, Ron Boshin on the snare drums, Steve Ebner on the trumpet, April West on the trombone, David Jackson on the tenor sax, and Wayne Rice on the sousaphone. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Now, Drew, yes. uh, how did Euphoria Brass Band begin? Well, yeah, I have this uh, long-running show on Jazz 88.3 KSDS, uh, New Orleans radio show, close to 20 years now. This gentleman here, Ron Boshin, had come west post-Katrina. He was living in New Orleans for about 19 years, and maybe it's better off to let him tell oh, you a yeah. little bit about saw, what happened. Uh, so I'm driving down the coast somewhere in Carlsbad, and Rebirth Brass Band is on the radio. I forgot for a moment I was in Carlsbad. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it was just such a good feeling. I just, I got Drew's email. I hit him up right away. And I said, let's get together because I got a lot of music I'd love to share with you from New Orleans. So we got together, had coffee. And right at the end, I said, man, I'd love to start a brass band out here. And Drew's like, I'll be your bass drummer, man. <laughs> I got this. So for, for people who don't know, what is a second line parade? Second line really comes originally from the jazz funeral tradition where the social aid and pleasure clubs uh, formed early on, I'm talking late 1800s, to take care of their their folk. You know, if someone was sick, they would pay their dues and that money would go towards helping this person with um, hospital bills, medical bills. And then when someone would pass away, when they die, uh, these funds again would be used for uh, celebration of life for, for the deceased. And so the second line essentially in, in a jazz funeral procession, you have your first line, which is, of course, the deceased in the, in the casket, perhaps driven by a horse-drawn carriage, and the family members. So there's your first line. Right behind the family is the brass band and everyone else, the friends and, and uh, uh, folks who knew the deceased, and they make their way in a somber way, playing uh, the band's playing a dirge, something very spiritual, slow and, and mournful. To the graveside, they go through the process of laying the body to rest. They start their way back now from the graveside, and folks come off of stoops, off their uh, front porches, out of their homes, and anybody and everybody can jump into this second line parade that has now begun. And they're stopping at watering holes, maybe some favorite bars of the person who passed away. Now you see second lines going on every Sunday. It doesn't have to be tied to a funeral. They're doing it as community for getting folks to come together and enjoy life and the better uh, things that are, are in this, this crazy life that we lead. Any reason for a parade. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Arbor, Arbor Day, Arbor Day, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's the sun right. came out today, let's yeah. do it. Second line, yeah. come on. That's so right. brass bands get involved and they start these, uh, these wonderful processions that could go on for four hours and stop at bars along the way and they get back in the streets and... People coming from everywhere to get involved yeah. in these things. Man, that's Super fantastic. Cool. Euphoria Brass Band, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much you, for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the KPBS Summer Music Series. John Decker is Interim Associate General Manager of Content, Lisa Jane Morissette, Operations Manager, and Megan Burke is Senior Producer. To catch a new episode every two weeks, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And for performance videos and more great artists, visit kpbs.org slash summer music series. I'm Kurt Conan.
KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.